0: Hi all, thanks for checking out another podcast, or thanks for listening if you're listening. Um, This week we spoke to Analog Holly. Um, Yeah, she's one of the front ambassadors. We're super glad that she's finally come on the podcast. She's busy, really, really busy. She's been working on a lot of things. Uh, And yeah, it was really nice to talk to her in a little bit more detail about what she's been doing, what she's working on. One of those things is Analog Spotlight, we won't say too much now, um, cause she, she explains it all. Yeah. Yeah. She covers exactly what it is, which yeah, it's, it's really, really good. It's, um, yeah, definitely excited to see that develop and grow and, uh, yeah, definitely be a part of it in our own way. Um, so yeah, this is the analog Holly episode. We won't talk for too long. We just want to give you a little update on front as well. Um, thank you for everyone who's registered to the mailing list. Um, yeah we're honestly blown away i know we keep saying it but we put out another we, we try not to mention it too much over on our instagram account um which if you're not following already hit the link below and, and check us out that's where we do most of our updates um but yeah we want you to register to the mailing list that basically lets you know when the website is going to be launched when the front platform will be launched um and luke are they going to have any kind of benefits from doing
1: that well jamie (laughs) well um, (laughs) i'm glad you asked um yeah, yeah yeah so if you if you're on the mailing list basically yeah you'll be the first people to find out when we launch there'll be a launch offer um and then there's a couple of other bits that we're working on that we don't want to say about now in case they don't happen but um it's definitely worth being on there um and we've done loads of work actually on it over the last week or so. There's, there's quite a lot of things have um, happened, including like uh, some of the legal regulations around signing up for it when you're not based in the UK. That was something I hadn't uh, actually figured needed sorting. So that's like a new one uh, that's all in there now and like loads of bits and bobs like that, that keep cropping up. So there's loads of things that have happened. Um, it's moving along nicely.
0: Yeah, that's good. So yeah, like we said, register them to the mailing list. The link will be down below. Um, and, there, you know, we don't send out any junk mail. I think we've sent two emails in the last 12 we've, months. We've sent two. Yeah. yeah, two emails in the last 12 months. So, you know, we're not those kind of people. Uh, we just simply want you to be aware of when we launch the website so you can have the best opportunity to get on the platform as early as possible and give us some feedback but yeah by the time it actually launches which is coming soon um, we're confident that the, the website will be in a good place for, for everyone um, and yeah if you're not following us over on Instagram go and do so and also if you do like these podcasts or if you are watching on YouTube think about subscribing to the channel liking the video and check out some of our other videos as well which again they're coming more regularly now um, so yeah stay tuned enjoy this episode drum roll, please so I guess we want to start off how we do with everyone and welcome you thanks for joining us Holly hello do you want to introduce yourself in three words and no, I'm joking just tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself how you got into photography and kind of what you're doing briefly at the moment and then we'll kind of deep dive into it a little more
2: that is a very loaded question it is
0: yeah
2: <laughs> oh, how does anyone answer this so um okay chronologically <laughs> i first got into film photography in 2015 when my dad gave me his old camera that had been sat in the loft um but i did put photography to one side when i started having children I had all these like romantic notions of oh I'm going to load black and white film and I'll take pictures in at the hospital and it'll be so romantic and gorgeous and and then I had like the most traumatic birth with my first ever that I then didn't touch like any of my cameras digital or whatever um until the lock the first lockdown happened and I started seeing a therapist because I really did get like I was fine but like that really just knocked me. And she was like, Oh, you know, you need to find something for yourself because you really just become mum. That's all you are. Like, that's all you're doing. Mm. So um, I started looking at all the cameras. Cause so I I by this point I already had quite a collection. So I started looking at them. And I was like, right, okay, I'm gonna get out. And that's what brought me back um to it. Um, and I decided to set up. Um, like an online learning log that really was just me and my friend Eve, Digital Eve. Um, I, didn't, like, I didn't advertise it really much. I had, a, I had an Instagram account with like zero followers. Um, and I just, I just documented, you know, oh, I've shot a roll of film and this is my thoughts on it. And then um, Sroyon, who works for uh, and writes for 35 MMC, he reached out and he was like, oh, I really like what you say. Do you want to write for 35 MMC? And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not realising that everyone writes for 35. <laughs> you no, know, I'm, yeah. je- I'm just joking. Um, but that, that really got me quite excited. And um, it really snowballed from there. Um, and, of course, the, you know, COVID has been hard for everyone. But I went back to work uh, after my second maternity leave in the October after COVID, um, and it became apparent pretty quickly that I was really unhappy at work because when I left school I didn't know what I wanted to do I had absolutely no idea so I just joined a firm that paid well and worked my way up but I wasn't happy there like it doesn't excite me I worked in tax <laughs> right. like, woo! Yeah,
0: so um, I, I worked in finance yeah so I, I was, was just six I, months ago that I quit my job because well you know I've, I've had to get another job unfortunately we're not millionaires yet but I was the same as you. I was sitting there and, you know, I was earning comfortable money. You know, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't,
2: you know. Yeah, it,
0: yeah. I was comfortable, um, but I was miserable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, it, yeah. I wanted to get my creative juices flowing, which is exactly what you've done, which is amazing to see. Yeah,
2: exactly, yeah. So, um, so but yeah, obviously, like, I mean, I documented it a little bit on my YouTube channel, but I literally broke. Like, I, I was just not functioning. My health was... All over the place, like I was having heart palpitations, headaches. I couldn't stay awake. Eat at my desk, like I literally couldn't do a single job. Um, and I was, you know, I sat down with my husband. And I just said, "I, I have to stop." Um, and so we've made it work. Like it's very terrifying, having gone from just like, you know, I went from school into a comfortably comfortable-paying job. Like I never even did uni, so I didn't even have to deal with overdrafts or anything. Like I just went into a comfortable-paying job, and then to go from that to being like right where is my next paycheck going to come from? Um, you know, I, I'd already said, I'll be quite happy to work in a pub a couple of nights a week. Like, I'd love that for, just for the social interaction after having been at home for so long. <laughs> um, but um, I was very fortunate. I left work and I already had a couple of small jobs lined up that are monthly recurring payments. So I've been okay. Um, but it's given me the time to work on, everything else that is yeah. going on um, and obviously when I met you at the photography show I think yeah I I hadn't actually officially left my job I was in like my two-week annual leave before the cut-off date but yeah I had left um, and yeah so that outside. was that was me going around like saying to everyone like I've just left my job like let's work together and do yeah. something yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, remember, I, me, I remember meeting you and you're full of energy and excited about it. But I, I don't know, like, I know we don't speak every day, but we stay in contact. But I think that just kind of oozes out of your, your positivity, which is, which is encouraging, you know, it's motivating to see. And I think you can see that in your work and, you know, your videos as well. And that's only going to grow. You know what I mean, I think that will grow whatever, whatever direction it kind of goes. And I know you've got <laughs> projects that you got going on, but you personally, that will definitely go forward and, and thrive.
2: Thank you. <laughs> I'm like a different human being though since leaving work. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Or I'm like, or
2: I'm like the old me. I'm like the me that you that I used to know at school.
0: <laughs> I guess when you, I guess when you're working and you know you've got the itch to try something, until you actually take the leap and do it, then you know you're never really gonna you're always always gonna be going oh what if what if but really if you take the plunge even if it doesn't work out that's anything in life isn't it if it doesn't work out then
2: yeah yeah but equally like I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason and for me if I'd left any sooner I don't think I'd have I'd have had the contacts in the industry to do what I'm doing I think if I'd left any sooner it would have been a failure
0: Mm. yeah that's, that's
2: like nice to know
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah you spoke like about that. 35mmc yeah so for those watching or listening what is 35mmc
2: um so 35mmc is um a community blog a photography blog set up and run by hamish gill um, who also owns pixelator f8 creates um i had to ask him recently for a list of all of his business um he runs the Kiln in Worcester, and he is creating lenses now under the name yeah, Omna, yeah. Omna Lenses or something. Like, they're for the real connoisseurs. Like, those are expensive yeah. lenses, like hand-crafted hand lenses. Like, they're insane. I've not been lucky enough to try one yet, but...
1: <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, so he runs that, and I so I started by writing for him, um he then got me on board to try and source other people to start writing like new voices um and then now I help him with the editing as well so I I review people's articles on there as well
0: great that's good yeah there'll be a link down below or if you're listening there'll be a link in the description to 35mmc yeah well worth checking out it's very informative and we like it so go check it out
1: yeah he's great as well like he's really dry and funny (laughs) like anytime I've ever seen him on anything he's just like he strikes a good balance between appearing like he kind of doesn't really care about anything and like just being really amusing with it Um, yeah yeah.
2: he just is who he is (laughs) yeah I've been writing on my own like little learning log which which is still out there and I do still write on it although I do maintain my photography stuff over on 35mmc that's where I write about photography but Um, I did after that start reaching out to more people to say, look, I'd really love to try writing for you. A few things happened, a few didn't. um, And ultimately now I don't really have the time to take on any extra writing things. So I've got a few articles on, or one, oh God, how many have I got on? There's at least one on Analog Wonderland Uh, and then um, shoot it with film as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was all very early on in 2020. And then um since I've left work, which I can't actually believe is like not even six months yet. Like it feels like I haven't I been know. there for a really long time.
0: Longer than
2: that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've not really done too much because I've been focusing on other stuff. But yeah.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. good though. It's a good position to be in that you like too busy to take on other other work yeah. and it's a hard thing to turn down as well when you're self-employed like I, I'm self-employed and I'm like just constantly taking on new stuff it seems to be so much stuff coming through at the moment and you're like well n- none of it's paid. paid this
2: is the thing isn't it writing for other people's websites isn't paid <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah so you have to kind of uh, it's like balancing out the uh stuff that you want to do with the stuff that's gonna Pay exactly
2: it. yeah and then there's and you know you've got childcare thrown into the mix so every time the kids are ill you have to then prioritize the paid work over the stuff that's just going to boost your profile as it were yeah, don't you yeah. so yeah
1: oh yeah it's really hard like, i've got 3 children and they are like uh they take up a lot of time yeah and it's like I regularly will be like right everyone's in bed I'm just going to work till like one in the morning so I can get up at seven and yes it's know.
0: weird because sometimes Luke will text me at one o'clock in the morning and I'm like or I'll text him and I'll be like just had an idea for so-and-so yeah
1: it's
0: one o'clock in the morning it's like no it's all right I'm just sitting here doing some work or sometimes I won't hear from him because He's literally crashed. Well, I'm assuming you've crashed, or you're just ignoring me. But either way, it's okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One
0: of it, one of those. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. relate to the 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 childcare side. I mean, I've got a little dog. He takes up enough of my time, but
1: yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine kids yeah So, like analog spotlight, then what's mm. um? It'd be good to actually say what more you know I read your post explaining more about it but it's always nice to hear it directly from you so like if you want to explain more yeah, yeah so <laughs> nutshell what is it
2: yeah so as I said at the beginning this is the first time I'm talking publicly about it so mm. um, I think what I'm going to have to do I haven't perfected the elevator pitch I'm going to have to do the long-winded version because that's the only way I know how to talk about it right, yeah. Um, so essentially the analog spotlight um was a group of businesses uh who joined together it was mostly you know people who were mates in the industry including paul at analogue wonderland and hamish at 35mmc um who would come together and chat about what they wanted to achieve and um that was how the analogue spotlight section at the photography show was organized um and that's how they came to sponsor Nico's photography show on YouTube. Cause he was about to put his photography show behind a paywall and they obviously wanted to make sure it stayed public. So they mm. clubbed together to sponsor him, but ultimately because they are all businesses who need to spend the time running their businesses, they didn't have time to take it anywhere else and to think about all the things that it could achieve. Um, and so when I came along and I was like, oh yeah, I'd be happy to help um, coordinate the next event that they're were that they planning in May. Um, and then they started to fill me in on, on various things. I just, I started having all these like thoughts like, oh, we could do this and this would be really great. And that would be amazing. And so I pulled together like a business proposal um, to pitch to Hamish and Paul and they loved it. Um, and so the idea behind it is, The group that were already the analog spotlight to me felt like, as I say, a mates club. And that's not what we want. We wanna reach more people. Um, They, I'm trying to think, I think it was like a techno industry day where they had all these businesses come in and there was a photo of all the businesses that were there. Um, And some like people were commenting on the photo saying, you're all white men. Why is there no representation? And so that became like a key part of it. Like that has to be our goal. Like we need to go out and find these people, reach them and bring their voices into the conversation. Um, So it started out as, you know, a conversation about what we want for the community. And then obviously you have to consider, okay, well, how does that then bring in money in order for you to do that? How can you support the community? And so then we started thinking about all the benefits that, that people might enjoy and, you know, things like the events, how can we make sure we've got more of those happening? Um, and yeah, we just, it just sort of snowballed from there. Yeah, yeah. so, so <laughs> it comes from a place of wanting to give back to the community and has become a business out of that or will become a business out of that, so...
0: Yeah, it's it's, yeah. A, it's a lot like what we're trying to do at front you know it's it's for the community it's a business around that and we're in a position where you know we haven't launched the site yet but it's amazing messages we get on a daily basis of support and you know when's it coming so on and so forth yeah well
2: you've you've grown an amazing community yeah
0: and without even a
2: business behind it yet
0: yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. that's it yeah like it's only like a couple of weeks ago we really announced what front is going to be at stage one let alone stage two three and so on
2: yeah yeah
0: and and same with you know um analog spotlight you know we you know we can collaborate in the future and that's not just with front but you, you're in a position where you can collaborate with other businesses and bring them all together and grow the community and well we- this is
2: the thing like one of the things is um i don't want anyone to think that this is me coming in and saying i know what's best yeah. or we're going to start moving everything onto this one platform and we're going to compete with everyone like the idea is we, we want to identify any gaps where things are falling through the net so say people might be interested in print sales and we'd then bring, you know, we'd say, right, how can we add your stuff and, and work together on bringing it to more people? You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely not about reinventing the wheel. Like I don't want
0: to. Um, like you said, it's very much contributing to the community and it's kind of becoming its own branch of that community. Which... Yeah.
2: And, and, you know, one of, one of the things which I'm really keen to do is have steering groups. So say, um, someone who's gonna, or, or a group of people who are gonna feed into us on environmental issues, people who are gonna feed into us on race and discrimination issues, people who are gonna feed into us on disability. Like, we, you know, I don't, I don't ever want anyone to think that I think I know everything. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get everyone's advice, and that's partly what this survey is about. Is saying, what do you think? Like, how can we, how can we do better? What, what is needed out there?
0: yeah well, if you haven't already if you are listening to this or you're watching this click the link below there will be a, a, a link there for analog spotlight to fill out the survey which is kind of stage one before it all starts we did it the other day it takes five minutes if that it's easy but it's very very useful to do so uh yeah if you haven't
2: yeah. and it's one survey whether you're an individual or a business it will take you to the different sections so
0: yeah, I was a bit unsure what to do to be honest because I was like, Well, we're not really a business yet, but you same- can do
2: it, you can do it multiple <laughs> times, yeah, once as right, a business right. and then once as an individual. That's yeah. that's perfectly okay. Yeah. So,
0: but yeah, going back to going back to what you said at the start, then about you know, you saying, Oh, it's a bunch of white men that are doing it. We actually had our first
1: ever comment today
0: on Instagram, didn't we? Yeah, know? I saw first negative.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I attacked yeah, you in it, yeah. You felt uh bad because you were like, Oh i've only just seen it and they said it like five hours ago and i should have replied sooner well yeah go let's give you the oh yeah yeah so you Basically <laughs> every
0: sunday we like to do this thing called share the love or can't remember what it's called i think it's like this week's love or whatever and everyone that's used our hashtag um i go through on a sunday morning and i pick out effectively 10 of my favorites which is really really hard to do <laughs> you know there's at least a couple of well I don't know how many people who use the hashtag now. I think it's, it's like 50,000 or something like that. Mental. that
1: now, isn't It
0: It takes me an hour to look through the photos, which I try and do every day anyway. Just go onto a mm-hmm. hashtag, you know, like, comment, support, feedback as much as we can. And that's just, you know, because we want to we do that for the community, right? Which I know you do with your community and, you know, interlink together. That's why we wanted you as an ambassador for Front. It's not about the size of the following is about the attitude to what you're doing mm. um and your humbleness but yeah so you know every Sunday morning I, I look forward to it I wake up I sit on my phone for an hour I look through some photos I comment on them and then I save I, I save 20 and then I have to narrow it down to 10 because obviously Instagram will only let me post 10 but yeah and it just so happened that nine out of ten of them this week were male but
1: yeah yeah and, uh, but, but you know you're, you're picking images you're not looking images, through people's yeah. profiles so that was my thing I was like you don't know if they were men or women or trans or non-binary or whatever that you picked you picked some images But 10 you images. look back through every single one of the posts that we've done and all the podcasts that we've done and the ambassadors that we have who you know it's not that's not like that post isn't representative of what we're doing at all oh, yeah. we didn't pick you because you were female do you know what I mean? <laughs> no no yeah, well okay. i think
2: i think like the important thing to do is look back through your previous posts and work out whether there is a problem or not like yeah
1: yeah well, i we, mean it's, obviously it's, you don't yeah.
2: you didn't you didn't set out to be in any way discriminatory but mm. it's perhaps saying okay well i'm gonna just reflect on it and think yeah, about yeah. it
0: well, yeah and that's it. it it might have not been meant in a you know in a malicious way whatsoever but it was enough for me to go have I done
2: something yeah and and equally taking that time to sit down and think about your response is much better than firing off a quick reaction
0: like yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely everyone's a, got their right to an opinion eve, yeah.
2: eve is very good at telling me to uh think about things because
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
2: i've certainly not um
0: I don't know who eve is eve is holly's friend you've seen her in her <laughs> videos and if you haven't go watch the videos mm. she'll yeah. come on the podcast one day with you holly that's what i say
2: yes. Yeah. yeah i was yeah.
0: fortunate enough to meet her in birmingham at the photography show last year
1: it's amazing
2: yeah. yeah
1: yeah people that we've asked to be ambassadors we've asked them because like jamie says it's based on like not even like necessarily about your work it's just like who are you and your attitude and like we just sort of like who you are we support what you're doing yeah yeah, we've got seven ambassadors and we've got four women and three men Mm. that wasn't done on purpose so there does become a bit of a complicated kind of conversation around it where you're like if you were only picking women because they were women is that any better
2: it's a it's a very tough subject and I think this is something that I wanted to bring to the to the network to the spotlight network is that you as a business you are, you have so much of your time taken up being a business that
1: mm.
2: perhaps having some guidance on this or I don't know some resources or some help like that that would be a benefit to you as a business yeah. um, alongside all the other things that we're hoping to offer and so that you know that's on my mind that there's a lot to navigate there's a lot to learn there's a lot to reflect on and maybe we could help like that
1: yeah Yeah. it is interesting as well and like i wonder like that person who commented like obviously it's totally like valid thing to say um and do they put like it's like where does that come from it it, I, i think it comes from a place of feeling underrepresented or maybe not feeling like being underrepresented in the kind of analog community or in any community really um it's you certainly like don't have necessarily like the loudest voices or when you know yeah whatever it is and the kind of like I suppose that was what if that was a question like what do you think like is that right is that where it comes to I think it
2: is hard it is hard being a woman and therefore I can empathize with anyone who comes from an even less represented group how difficult it is to to, and it's not even necessarily like having your voice heard but it's feeling comfortable so like there are some groups on say Facebook that are all analog and whilst there are women members I think a lot of us don't post or comment because there's a lot of um sort of Men talking down to you, generally older men, mm. generally set in their ways. But you just, you just get to a point where you're like, I, I can't be bothered and I don't want to. Yeah. um And I think that you know, there'll be people who are just feeling so frustrated with it that as soon as like you know, you as a small business come along and make a mistake, they're immediately on it, mm. even whether it's a mistake or whether it's you know just yeah yeah,
1: you know, yeah. Yeah, you know like thing that happens. Um,
2: yeah. Whereas like there was that lady I, you've ha- I'm sure you've had her on here. Um, who wrote to Kodak, she did an open letter to Kodak about representation. And like, I think that's really valid about a business as big as that who clearly have a dedicated social media team. They should be making more of an effort. Like they sh- they should know better. And um, yeah, yeah. whereas a small business like you, you know, you're just two guys who are just in your spare time trying to get this business yeah. off the ground. You know, you don't yeah, have yeah. a dedicated social media team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, it's Jamie really, but like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that's uh, and and
0: everything I do on on Instagram. You know, well, it's Luke as well, but it's yeah. It's, it tends to be me that runs it, like looks after it, shall I say? But we very much collaborate. Or I, I tend to ask him for his advice before I do something normally. But um, uh,
1: just go in and correct your spelling mistakes. After yeah, <laughs> <you>. yeah, <laughs> that,
0: that is one hundred percent accurate. I can't spell even on that reply to that Instagram post. I spelled something wrong. Yeah, um, but when
1: um, I think all we we were trying to what we're trying to do with our social media is make it because we haven't got the website and we know what we want the website to be um in terms of who we're putting out like who we're shouting about is people who are not being shouted about anywhere else and that was one of the reasons that we started doing it because i i don't follow them much anymore but i was following on instagram a lot of um what do you call them like photo sharing sites where like you you know or pages use our hashtag and we'll share it. and they've got tens of thousands of followers and after a while i was like they just share the same stuff all the time it's the same photos getting shared across all these different accounts mm. and they were like it'll be like analog thing and it's not even a and it's not a film for t- photo. Yeah. it's just like got some grain added to it there's a one that gets shared all the time of two like young women on a race track like a sports racetrack and they've got like white t-shirts on and it's not and it gets shared on all these analog film uh things and it's shot on digital and it's really frustrating that you just see these same things all the time or they just share really famous people and you're like because they know it will get likes and comments and whatever but it's so dull and it's so boring and people like me were the people who are using their hashtags all the time and yeah getting all of that traffic to their page but they're not sharing people like me yeah so if you were the first person to share one of my photos on your Funny film, yeah. top, uh, whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, I bag. I can't remember what that was. That did
2: not gain traction. That
1: did... yeah, yeah. But like a lot of the time, it, people
2: like, prefer yeah. serious photos to funny ones. Unfortunately, yeah,
0: that's But I I always feel like we end up talking about social media to everyone that we have on the podcast. But it's interesting. But everyone's doing it. Everyone uses it differently. But,
1: but yeah, not in a bad but, way. Like, but way. we we wanted to put uh, on on the front website. That's what it's going to be going to be different people put on the home page all the time it's not going to be based on how many people are viewing we might almost do it as an inverse thing so if you're getting less people to your page we're that's a brilliant idea home yeah, we're, your... we're if you want to come on the podcast and then you can just ask us and we'll have you on kind of thing mm. and we'll, we're going to do we've got loads of plans for how we're going to shout about people who are using it once it's all launched But that is it. When you click search on the website, it randomly brings up, if you search street, you tag your photos in the back end of the website and it brings up a random selection of street photos. Mm. Photos tagged as street. It doesn't bring them up in order of like popularity. And every time you refresh that page, it just brings up new ones every single time. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant idea. Which is kind of
0: our way of building the community. But at the same time, if you have a front profile you can rave and chat about your profile you want and get people to your page that's what people want right but from our side of people that are coming across it or discovering us for the first time we want to show everyone not the people that have five million followers or whatever yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah and it's important because the, the the art of it is picking up the camera and going out and taking photos digital analog whatever you want to do it's a community of photographers right or even artists it could, like because you can have prints on there you can have drawings paintings whatever, whatever can be printed but it's about having this community of. oh, oh so you're going to do
2: art as well are you mm. well
1: yeah yeah, if you, if you're... yeah it's it's aimed at photographers but you know in reality if, if anybody wants to yeah
2: if,
1: if people well, are happy to have yeah. their work printed in that manner then yeah obviously yeah absolutely one of my yeah. friends is a tattoo artist and he draws all day all day all day all day
0: or yeah. tattooing um but he would sell prints like he every now and then he'll do a painting or a drawing he'll print it and sell it through his facebook but he has to go out and chase that sort of thing where
2: yeah
0: you could have a front profile and still sell prints do you know what i mean we we've only kind of based it heavily around photography because that's what me and luke like right yeah it's going to be around that, and I'm sure it will be predominantly photography. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you print your artwork, then, and it can be anything. Um Yeah, I don't know how we've got gone off talking about front there, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Well,
2: it, well, it is the front, the front podcast, so yeah,
0: yeah, well, we, yeah. But this is the Holly episode. We want to talk about you, but I do want to talk about <laughs> the YouTube channel because obviously, we. So I can't remember how we actually discovered you. I think it might have been through Analog Wonderland. I can't. remember I think
2: so. I think uh, so. Yeah.
0: Did you do a video with Analog
2: Wonderland? I did I don't know whether it was that I think it was the article I did on sustainable options and
1: that's it yeah yeah you know, did it. the Wonderbox judging yeah I think that's one of the I remember watching that and um I think that's when I first saw you yeah I
2: see I seem to have these like periods where like loads is happening so I got invited on that because I'd done I launched the YouTube channel I'd been writing for various people and then um, that's when we were like just starting to talk about the book that we were creating. Mm. And then obviously now I've got um, the analog spotlight stuff and the book is so close. Yeah. <laughs> so <Yeah>. close.
0: <laughs> so with, with, the, with the YouTube channel then, because we, we, we followed you since day one, right? And uh, I think it's great. Uh, it's so relatable. And then, but then I see your studio at home and I'm like, this is what this room should be. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I can see it happening. Uh, and then I can see your, you know, and even I think your last video was like you changing the studio around or workspace around a little bit. Yeah, but,
2: yeah. But,
0: and it, it, it was so relatable because everyone said to me and, me and my fiance mm-hmm. that when we bought the house, just live in it. And we're like, no, we want yeah. it to look like this, 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 and this. And, yeah. you know, made it look like we, we wanted. But then after a year of living here, we were like, that's just not practical yeah
2: you you work at how you use a space yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. but you've got so many different because I wouldn't I wouldn't class you as a a just a photographer right (laughs) so (laughs) there's so many different outlets that you have and I've seen your studio space that you know you do dark room printing you've got Mm sewing I think it is or knitting or whatever it is you've got not
2: knitting you've
0: got paints you've got whatever it might be are you are you in there a lot or as as much as you know time allows you around life is is that I
2: am I am definitely now yeah I mean I used to sit in this room quite a lot to work but I'm finding I feel a lot more energized in that room so I now sit up there to do all my work because I just love it up there um but yeah no I am like um I don't even know what you call me. Um, I did find like this group of people that call themselves the multi-potentialites. Basically, it's the people who can never find like a hobby. They have to have like 700 hobbies. And that is me like, and not only that, but I get like obsessed with something. And I like, you know, and I'm always looking up, say university courses. I didn't go straight out of school, but now like, I'm like, I want to do English literature. I want to do classical studies. I want to do a photography degree. (laughs) than do anything you know like there's so many things that I just get obsessed with and I mean I've got some books here I have like a whole shelf in the hallway that like I've got I've just been filming um a new darkroom update and because we're decorating our bedroom now one of my bookshelves has had to go into my darkroom along with like a random sofa is just placed in there Um, so yeah I've got books everywhere and um, I got really heavily into non-fiction after having children and then um in the last year I'm suddenly back obsessed with fiction and I read I think I started reading fiction again in June last year and I read 71 books last year like what in January I read 20 books (laughs) this year
0: (laughs) so when you say you've read 20 books right yeah the only reason I'm saying this is I remember I went on like a like a business course must've been five or six years ago. And part of that course, it was basically telling me how to, and I'm not a big reader, right? I love a photo book. Don't get me wrong. I can read a magazine. I can read the, I read the news and stuff like that, but I can't mm. there and read. I'd rather watch a film. Uh, it's just how I am. Right. Yeah. Um, but in on this course, I got taught how to speed read,
2: Oh.
0: which apparently you only read like one in five words or something like that. So you can basically fly f- fly through a book and you kind of get the gist and then you can narrow down on the bits that are most of interest to you but what I heard when they told me that is download the audio version and just play it in three to three times the
2: week.
0: yeah <laughs> How I, end up
2: reading like- so I have recently discovered increasing the speed on audiobooks but yeah on on audible i don't know i don't know if i'm weird but i can only get up to about 1.35 before <laughs> it becomes unintelligible and i can't do it where some people are like yeah I, I listen on three times speed what <laughs> like it must be just them going oh, 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 oh. <laughs> i
0: i read a book called you do you but i can't remember who it is um she's an amazing author she's done loads of books she's done a book called you called you um No fucks given, or something like that. I can't remember. I'll I'll do it. Really, like, really good, like, self help kind of books. Um, But I listened to them in, I think it was point two. (laughs) And obviously, the author's reading it, and I'm listening to it. But after, you know, like three days of me listening to a couple of chapters here and there, I put it on speed one. And I thought she had the deepest voice and was talking
1: (laughs) really, really,
0: she Uh, wasn't. It was just really normal. I just got used to to it actually relates to Lord. And I actually watched Lord of the Rings the first time I ever watched Lord of the Rings. I watched it in 1.5 because they're so long. Yeah, friends, like we've got to watch them today. And we end up watching all three Lord of the Rings pretty much back to back, but in 1.5 speed, so you could still hear it. it wasn't the same and then I watched yeah. it back normally I was like oh
1: this is how you should be watching it yeah <laughs> just how the director intended that's
2: yeah uh, I mean especially yeah. with the little hobbits they already speak quite high yeah, yeah. yeah it was like I'm taking the cast out.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what it was that's what it was <laughs> and there was this big because I was never that first about Lord of the Rings I was more into Harry Potter I think yeah uh, and then my friends were like you've got to watch Lord
2: of the Rings and it was like a hungover day 10 years ago or whatever it was yeah I think I think I was amazing. like majorly ill and I spent like a couple of days just back to back watching Lord of the Rings yeah. Once.
0: yeah yeah they're
2: amazing but like the finding the time to sit down and watch them
0: yeah yeah, definitely yeah,
2: not what yeah. you become a parent. Like my advice that if you take anything from this podcast yeah. and re- watch Lord of the Rings before you have children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Now there's the Hobbit and now there's that TV show as well, do not know. There's the Lord of the, uh there's a yes. new TV show coming out at Lord of the Rings. I
2: don't know. Yes. I haven't I don't think I've seen The Hobbit. Oh, yeah. I may maybe I have. I don't know.
0: But, then, um, but yeah, so going back to the YouTube channel
1: then. <laughs> no, well, wait, I, I was going to ask for recommendations. Like, if you've read that, I I read a lot of books, but nowhere near okay. that many. Yeah. So like, but I always want recommendations.
2: <laughs> my top five. So well. Fiction,
1: like,
2: um, yeah. unfortunately, all my all the photography ones that I read last month are upstairs in my darkroom because I'm going to do a video on them.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but one that I want to mention that is a pandemic photography related book is called um hold still that was published by the national portrait gallery mm. of all because obviously I've been collecting the pandemic related books because of the book that I've created yeah that one of all of them is the one I would recommend to buy because it is just amazing like, I think I welled up three times reading it it was just so beautiful um and it for me it was one of the books that best represented the real experience of the, of the pandemic. It wasn't just going out and documenting empty streets. It was actual people. And that was just so beautiful. And then um, equally I read that month, the worst pandemic related photography book I've ever read. And I don't think I'm going to mention it. I have to talk about it in my, in my video yeah so this will be a little taste like you have to watch it now to find out what what the worst one is but essentially it was like um what do they call it like it was just a really self-centered book for the photographer like it was a proper power play like I'm so brilliant this is my picture for this theme and then here are lots of tiny little pictures from the public that you have to then go and cross-reference a back blurb to even find out who took the picture and they're too small to even see what's going on like it was just dreadful it was dreadful um and then um the the book that i uh, just i now want to literally tell everyone to go and read is um the midnight library by matt haig it's a fiction book oh god like i i was putting off reading it because because everyone's talking about it yeah but it is the book that i wish i had read when i was going through all of the like worst of my depression like it is like it is so spot on like the tone is it's light-hearted enough that even when you're in a deep depression you could still read it without feeling like you're being dragged down but the messages in it um are just beautiful like the things it tells, like it it suggests about life and how how you're living life and how you can change things and you know little things like
1: yeah,
2: doing things for the joy of it and not necessarily to be anything which i think a lot of us are quite guilty of like as photographers like sometimes it can feel like you're taking photos to prove to everyone that you can (laughs) take photos, whereas just going out and enjoying it, like, oh, just, it was such a good book.
0: Well, that kind of refers to what I was going to ask you, because I know that you mentioned in a recent video of yours, I think it might have even been your last video, about why, why we develop our own film or why, why we have our own photographs. And you said that it's for social media, um, which, it really made me think when you said that like i developed like you know i've started developing my own film at home just black and white and i really enjoy it it's like almost like therapeutic right until mm. it goes wrong and then you just i don't know feel like smashing my kitchen up but, but, <laughs> but it, in its own way it's i used to say i know this sounds silly but i used to play like computer games a lot right but it wasn't that i was obsessed with playing computer games that was never the the thing, because I've used to i always skateboarded, so I used to just play a skate game. Mm. But the way I describe it is that, for me, if I played a game for an hour, I was switched off from the world, do you know what I mean? Because you have to concentrate on the game that you're playing. So it made me not think about life, problems, work, whatever it might be. Mm. And that's that's how I feel when I develop my own film. I know it's half an hour that I've got to concentrate, then I've got to look at the stopwatch and make sure all the timings are right, then I've got to hang it up and I can't rush it because it's got to be right.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: same with the scanning. I look at all the photos. I, I'm, I'm absorbed by them because I want to make sure that they're the best they can be in my yeah. eye. Mm-hmm. Then, then what you said made me think, well, I enjoy that. I've, I've done all that. I've scanned all the photos in myself. When Yeah, I could just pay a couple of quid and get it done. But then why have I got? Am I just mm-hmm. going to post them to social media? Probably. Am I going to do anything else with them? Probably not. And I file them away. I make sure I sit there. And I quite often go through old photos. And that was going to be one of my questions to you. Did you ever go through some of your older works? I know that you do. And I know that you post older stuff. But do you have like a set rule to yourself where you're like, I'm not going to look at anything for a few weeks. Or I'm going to wait X amount of time before I develop a film.
2: I think that's a really interesting question. So I have recently been doing a lot of going back through old photos, including my old digital ones, um, which is going to be the basis of a video I've got coming up for when you launch, because my idea is my first images, oh, yeah. my first images that are going to go on your website, I have decided are going to be digital ones rather than analog ones, because I want to, I want to go back and say, do you know what? I did take good photos when I use digital, just because now I've sort of found the the medium that I most enjoy. doesn't mean that those were any less.
1: No,
2: no, no. Um, So, yeah, so I I have been going through. And then this year, I've also started a Project 52 where I'm not going out and taking new photos. I am looking back through old photos, both digital and analogue. And I'm going to choose an image to work with. And that, again, could be digital or it could be analogue um and i think that i've got like the first section of that video going up this week i think
0: it's called project 52 because that's how many projects you've got going on at the moment And well
2: yeah exactly i have a hundred (laughs) thousand um but yeah so um like what i've done is i've split it up into segments and i want to work on a different idea or technique or something and that's going to be again a mixture of digital and analog Mm -hmm. um So, like this first chunk it's not really spoiling it to say um i've been working on on digital but in collage so i'm trying to use different images they could be again analog or digital ones but i'm gonna i've been doing it on my computer to create different types of collage Um, and then the next one i'm going to be looking at color theory and learning a bit more about color theory um, and then the next one is actually going to be more analog based and it's going to be like using organic toners, um, you know, like beetroot or coffee and tea on prints. Um, so. So in that respect, I have been looking back through my old photos, um, something else that I have found really interesting. I mentioned him all the time, Kit Young, if you don't already follow him. Go on follow him. He is amazing.
0: But have you bought one of his prints? Am I, am I
2: yes? I have one of his prints and I have one of his books. His book is one of the best photography books. Yeah. I have that one here actually.
0: Because so I remember I me- again watching one of your videos you were saying about the print. You, I, I, again, it might have been one of the last it might just be fresh in my head because I watched it like literally two days ago or whenever you released it. Yeah. You showed the prints around your house. Yeah. But, again, just going back to, to why. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I remember you saying about the paper quality, so I'm black yeah. Right. Oh. yeah, It's really nice. But I think that's, it's like, again, one of the reasons why we like you, Holly, is because you support all artists, right? And I know that you've got a print <laughs> on your wall from an artist that you don't even know their name because you only know them from Instagram.
2: Well, I mean, one yeah. One. Yeah. So he's called like <laughs> Photo Pete 11. Yeah, that's um, it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know his last name. Yeah. I just, and I the thing is, I always go to talk about him and then I realise then that I don't know his last name. So I'm yeah. like Kit Young and then
0: Pete <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite, and then I can see in the background in your room there you've got three prints uh, three frames that without any photos in yes and that's so reassuring to me because I've got one in my living room that is a blank frame and yeah a two maybe a three whatever size it is and it has been empty for about a year
2: yeah, and it's because you're going to put one yeah, of yeah, your own yeah. images keep in saying,
0: it. I keep saying yeah. to the point now where I've actually turned the sheet around. So it's now just like the back of paper. So it's like a <laughs> band yeah.
2: banner. I mean, I you know, know when I was doing all my um like corporate job conference calls and stuff in here, people thought it was like modern art. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was just saying, like because we've turned the sheet around now. So instead of it saying I don't know, whatever frame, Tesco Express or whatever. Long L- Viking
2: mm-hmm. from yeah, IKEA.
0: A like cardboard <laughs> piece of paper, but yeah. from a distance, because we painted our room like a like an orangey yellow. It looks quite Moroccan sort of thing. Mm. But this the frame now looks like it's sand in a frame. Everyone comes around and goes, oh, that's nice. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was really expensive, that was. Yeah, I'll sell it to you if you want, but it's yeah. nothing, literally
2: nothing. Well, uh, you, yeah, There's also, like, the shoes behind me. You know, way back when I was a teenager, those were on my bedroom wall. So yeah. those frames are going to be my prints. But right now, it just looks like I really like shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I,
1: have, I have the complete opposite problem. It's like I get the prints and I get the frames. And then I don't put the two together and put them on the wall. Yeah. So like those have been on the floor under my desk for a year, and I've got like other empty frames. And I've got to pick some more prints up today, and yeah. just like I know that they'll just sit around for I empty. have
2: I have two, literally sat next to me. I'm, I'm I don't
0: do that, because I'm I'm a bit scared because when front launches, I'm going to be buying quite a few prints,
2: right? you will yeah i've only got
0: so many so many walls so I, but i'm thinking and i don't know if this i don't know drop a comment if, you, if you've got a solution to this but what do you do if you've got too many prints do you just keep them do you put file them away and just look through them like it's your own book so i think that's what i'm going to do i'm going to buy one of those nice art folders because some prints are going to be small some are going to be big mm. and i'm going to just keep them in that folder, maybe rotate them around the house from time to time. Yeah, yeah. So I don't wanna not buy a print because I haven't got space. That's the wrong attitude, I think. I think you should support the artist.
2: Yeah, if it, if it gives you joy.
0: To say that you've owned. I mean,
2: to, to quote um, Mary Kondo, yeah. does it spark joy? Yeah. My, yeah. My, see, look, these are like an art, my books are an art installation because they spark joy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think I've got to do that. I think I've got to buy the prints and if i you know if i'm buying them to support the artist and say that i've got a you know a yeah. print
2: from this artist
0: even if i can't put it up i'm going to have to keep it
2: or just know. find like really creative ways to put them up like yeah like the like the toilet gallery <laughs> yeah yeah
0: i have to buy lots of little small prints but no i don't know yeah it's a weird one isn't it i don't know if you, anyone else has got a solution to that but i don't know what to do if i buy buying, buying too much more
2: no well as you say I've, i'm quite lucky cuz i've got space here to i've got wall space at the very least
0: yeah yeah it's a weird one isn't it
2: yeah yeah if you lived in like a tiny flat i don't know how i would manage yeah my print my
0: house isn't that big that's what i'm saying i'm gonna run out of space quick yeah. but i don't want to not buy them do you know what I, mean? yeah. I, I can't wait to, to get some more prints
2: rotate through and hold mini exhibitions
0: <laughs> yeah do you know, it's funny because when i actually bought this house i said to. Uh, My girlfriend, Vicky, fiance, I keep forgetting to say that. I don't know if that sounds weird or not, but I'll I'll say that. I said to her, I was like, upstairs, you can do whatever you want. You can have as many family photos, pictures of me and you, whatever. I do not care. But downstairs, I want it to be like a gallery. I don't want any photos of family. I don't want any photos of friends. They'll come around. We see them enough. I don't need a photo of them to remind me what they look like. I just want downstairs to be like a gallery with prints or posters or whatever it might be. And to be fair, we've kind of kept that. It still looks homely, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. we haven't got any family, we haven't got any family photos up. the kids, like you know, anything, friends photos, nothing. Mm. They're all upstairs, which I don't know. It inspires me to walk into my living room in the morning, walk through to the kitchen and go, oh, I like that rather than going, oh, don't even see them anymore, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, whatever works for you.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, we did get an in, we did get a couple of questions on Instagram, and I kind of narrowed. In fact, you might have to quickly look at them. I've got a few. I know one of them would be if you had to choose a camera and a film stock Ooh. for the rest of your days, what would it be?
2: Oof.
0: Oof. It's hard one that isn't i
2: think um the camera would be the easier one which would be um uh, my mamia c330 it's medium format twin That's lens twin, twin lens yeah yeah i just love working with it and i don't know why necessarily over anything else but there's just something about it that i just it's just lovely and somehow even though i don't think the the lenses are any better than you know some of my other lenses but the images come out so crisp, like, and I'm not someone who chases sharpness in images. I, I mean, you can see from my feed I am not, but like when you get the the negatives out of the developing tank, it's just like wow. Yeah. Somehow that camera always packs a punch. Um Film stock. I was gonna say Loma chrome Purple because I was just so happy with how the wedding photos turned out on Loma chrome Purple, but yeah. I would have to say well, it will have to be black and white because i just love working with black and white i love shooting it i love the look of it i love developing it i love printing it so it would have to be black and white but i don't know which one
0: it's a hard question for photographers isn't it especially people that want to experiment it's really hard unless you've got years and years of you know just shooting the same one and that's that's you then yeah like like
2: you're, you're tempted to say um, Ilford HP5 because it's so versatile and you could do basically any anything with it. But I shot a series of portraits of Eve on Rowley RPX 400, which were stunning. I loved how silvery the highlights came out. Yeah. I did a newborn shoot, shoot on um, oh, Fuji Acros 2, which is too expensive in my mind, but those were beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. really, it's really hard to say, but black, it will be black and white. And it
0: would be the Mamiya, yeah. I think. I, it's, it's, I don't know if you remember, Luke. I, I nearly bought that camera a couple of months back, probably yeah, about 60. Yeah, yeah. it's in our local camera shop. Ski is photographic, if you, you you haven't heard it say about it before. But the only reason I name drop them there is because we've got a good relationship with them. They've supported us, and mm. they're kind enough to um, let us borrow a camera from time to time to make a video. Um, but they had a Mamiya C3, C330 or whatever it is. Can't yeah. Me yeah and I went to buy it and the only reason I didn't is that the I think it was the shutter button was snapped off or something it'd oh, been, right. been repaired but like botched they hadn't actually mm. they had repaired it themselves yeah and it was and it was cheap it was cheap and it had like a weird like um sounds a bit weird but there was like a stain on it like a like a Fungus growing on it or something. It oh, no. looked like a melted baby bell, the skin around a baby bell. But that oh, was no just on the camera. It, it wouldn't affect. It wasn't on the lens. It yeah. wasn't in the camera. It, it was absolutely fine. And I said to them, I was like, "Yeah, put it to one side." And I put it to one side for a week. But I said, "Look, if you can sell it, sell it."
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: and yeah, they sold it pretty much straight away. So I Yeah, I
2: mean, it's a brilliant, and I was really lucky because the one I got came in like a proper protective box, and it had. An extra lens and just everything with it um and it came at a time when I was still employed so I did have some money yeah, <laughs> then. but it was like the point where I I'd said to myself um I am actually pretty good at this film photography lark and so I can treat myself to a camera because for some reason that camera had just always been on my like dream camera list um and so, yeah, when one came out with a decent price and in such good condition, I was like, do you know what? Yes, I'm going to upgrade from my Pentacon 6. I am going to get this. But I still have my, my Pentacon 6. In yeah. fact, um, Peggy from Camera Go Camera is borrowing it at the moment. But, oh, nice. Yeah.
1: You do that thing where you're like, I'm going to upgrade from this camera to this camera, but then never you know, get rid of the old one because you <laughs> still love it so much. And like, yeah. So, I, so I, I literally sold my Canon A1
0: and I bought a Minolta X700. And then, not that it's an upgrade in any way, it's kind of- Just something different. Yeah, but I wanted to try it, and I missed the Canon A1. I love the Minato X700, but I still okay. miss my Canon A1, and I can't help it. And yeah. you know, I said to, like, I bought a, a Fujifilm X100F, and the whole idea of me buying that was that I was gonna sell my little Ricoh GR2. Um, so I bought the Fujifilm with all the attention of selling my Ricoh, and I've still got both cameras yeah do you know what I mean and then I'm like oh you know that could be a couple of hundred quid towards it and then yeah I just never got around to doing it and that and then I'm skimping you know I mean skim- <laughs> that's, uh, that's just how it is uh, yeah. I did get another question on Instagram which was favourite paper for dark printing
2: um so I've only in terms of brands I've only tried Ilford yeah. um but I am obsessed with their cotton rag paper okay that's the one I was using all through Vlogmas. <clears throat>
1: yeah,
2: it's um, it's a fiber-based paper, but it is like completely matte. It, it's basically like watercolor paper. Um, and I, yeah, I absolutely love it. And I'm um, at the moment I'm sort of experimenting with different paints on top of it and different inks and things to see how they um might be used. So, wow,
1: that's really cool. That sounds really nice. Very
0: excited to see see all these future honestly I look at what you're doing I'm like how how have you got time and the resources to do all that and plus there's got to be an element of trial and error with everything right you're not going to nail everything first try
2: no and that's and I think that's one of the big things that I have to keep reminding myself for my YouTube channel when I'm like oh god but I've done really rubbish with this and I'm like no the whole point of it is that it's a learning process and I want to share that with people like I am not one of these YouTube channels where it's going to be like, this is how you do this because I have done it a hundred million times before. It's going to be, this is my first go. Look how spectacularly wrong it went. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I always watch the videos thinking, hoping that I'm going to see you dance some drum and bass as well.
2: Yeah, well. yeah. yeah. Well, I was just listening. There's like, is there a new, is there a new red hot chili peppers song out? We, we have the radio on often and there's a song and I'm sure it's red. Like it sounds like red hot chili peppers. Um, and I was singing. Red Hot Chili Peppers would be amazing to do darkroom printing too.
0: So, it sounds quite I quite like that song. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, yeah, it's only just come out. So. The, the new,
2: yeah, the new. So you've heard yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah.
0: It's, I really
2: uh, like it. I just thought that would be really good in the darkroom.
0: To be fair, I am like I am obsessed with. Like I listen to to music all day. I, ha- I have to. I've got I've got headphones in or whatever. I've got to listen to music, and you know, predominantly listen to. Like Spotify or SoundCloud or whatever it is, podcasts. Um, but at, at my at my newer job where I am at the moment, there's only three of us in the office, and everyone likes different music. Everyone's nice, but everyone's into different music.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I, I unfortunately have like meetings and stuff to attend, so I can't I can't sit with my headphones on because I might have to pick up the phone every other minute. Yeah. So we just we just listen to the radio now, and we listen to Radio X. Yes, that that's why you've
2: heard it. Yeah, that's what we well, have on in our house. That's a
0: really good radio station. And, yeah. I, and to be fair, I forgot that Chris Moyles is on that in the morning. Yeah, I quite like yeah. him. He's a bit of an idiot. I still quite like him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they must play that Red Hot Chili Peppers and the new Liam Gallagher song about ten times a day at the minute.
2: Well, this is that's the only thing with Radio 8 is they do repeat songs. But
0: yeah, um, but at least it's songs that I'm kind of into. Rather than, I, I can't listen to like mainstream pop. It's just it's just not not what I'm into. But me and Luke both agreed that we like Taylor Swift, don't we?
2: I don't necessarily like listening to her songs, but I can appreciate her genius.
0: Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! I don't think I can appreciate all musicians. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like,
2: have you ever seen a um, live performance by Little Mix? Like, not necessarily been there, but seen it on YouTube. Like, some of their I'm trying to think, like, is it MTV? I don't know, something, but they like put on such a show, and I'm like. What they've just done is incredible, but I don't necessarily like their music.
0: No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I don't know Little Mix, but I did go, I took my girlfriend to V-Fest four or five years ago and she is obsessed with Pink. And the only reason oh, we, right. the only reason I bought a tickets is because Pink was headlining um, and secretly Craig David was second from headlining. <laughs> I, love, I love Craig David. But I watched Pink and I don't know anything about her. Um, and I was just like yeah not not really my kind of thing but you know I've got to go I bought the tickets she's incredible
2: yeah i'm pretty certain I, every every time i've listened to pink yeah it's been good but
0: and i've got this ongoing joke at the minute because we keep we watched um what's that film uh, a star is born oh it's right not pink but i i called lady gaga lady gaga but it's like an ongoing joke in my house <laughs> And I wanna watch that House of Gucci. I'm like, hasn't it got that Lady Gaga in it? Like no, I don't know.
1: Uh, Again. Appreciate her. Yeah, definitely. But no, yeah, whether or not you like Taylor Swift's music, you've got to appreciate what she does. And she's re-recording all her albums um to to escape the patriarchy and stuff. So it's like it's brilliant. Um but yeah, I just love her. Her and Kylie Ray Jepson am like <laughs> They're my favourites. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think we should round things up. And the only reason I say that I is I've both been here longer than an hour because my battery's about to die on my laptop.
1: <laughs>
0: um, but Holly, there's so much more we want to talk to you about that I keep forgetting about. Um, that you keep mentioning things like the book, Vlogmas, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
0: um, and various things that I've forgot about, and I'm sure Luke's the same. So you'll have to come on for another episode, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, obviously we'll we'll, we'll put this out soon enough. Um, so yeah, stay tuned if you are listening. Thank you for listening.
2: Oh, uh, I tell you what, final note then. I was yeah. going to say,
0: have you got a final note yeah. to raise off with?
2: We are going to be holding our official launch event for the Analog Spotlight on the 14th and 15th of May.
0: 14th and 15th of May. Yeah, and
2: it's going to be an in-person event. Um, although we're hoping to also have some virtual stuff as well so that other people can join Um, more details to be announced but hold it in your diaries everyone
0: yeah if you haven't already go and follow holly on instagram the link will be down below and there'll also be a link for analog spotlight and 35mmc
2: and And the survey everything else
0: holly's involved with (laughs) there'll be quite a long list down below (laughs) But yeah, go check out what she's doing. I'm sure it'll motivate you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on.
2: That's all right. Thank you for having me. Stay tuned.
0: She'll be on another episode soon enough. (laughs) Part two. Yeah, part two.